everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Buddhist Biohacker. Welcome to my YouTube channel, Buddhist Biohacker, Michelle Snelling's YouTube channel, which I think is at Michelle Snelling, right? Yes. Um, Cheryl's YouTube channel, Colorado Herbalist, and Mary Lydia Ryan's YouTube channel, Spa Opera. So welcome to everybody who's here with us from all of around. And our show is called Heal Yourself First, but we're too tiny when I do this, I think. <laughs> so I think this is better. <laughs> Um, so welcome and ladies, why don't we go around and you can just uh, introduce yourself and say whatever you want to before we get started. So Mary, why don't we start with you? Thank you. Um, thanks so much for having me and for all of you that are here with us live and that will be joining later for the replay. I was delighted that Lisa asked me to join in with this wonderful group of women that I just want to adore and trust their intuitive abilities. I've had firsthand experience with the authenticity and integrity that comes in through their work. So we love you. I love you too. <laughs> Michelle? Um, I'm Michelle Snelling, um, intuitive medium and aromatherapist. And I'm excited to be here amongst these beauties. And thank you to everyone who's joining us live or on the replay. Thank you, Michelle. Cheryl? Hi, I am Cheryl Kermines, and um, I have been having internet difficulties today, so if I glitch, that's why. Uh, I am a certified herbalist and um, intuitive, creative, um, you know, interesting soul, and I love, love, love being here with everyone, so thank you. Aw, well, you guys are three of my favorite ladies in the whole world. And we've been in this little vortex, um, I feel like, uh, this last couple weeks as the four of us, but all individually, with so much growth and learning and profound, I think all of us have had these profound things happen and shifts. And so I know we planned this a while ago, but it seems like absolutely perfect that we're doing this show today and talking about this and sharing our profound experiences. And before we dive in, everybody who's in the live, welcome in. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Claire. Um, I'd love to hear how you're feeling right now about this crazy moon energy because it's definitely intense and intensified. And we're also going to do some readings at the end, I think. So that'll be a fun treat for everybody too. So. Who wants to dive in? Like, where, where do you guys want to start? I will. <laughs> I know I'm not alone in that sleep patterns have been extremely, I don't want to use the word interrupted. They have been varied. <laughs> and I don't want to use the word interrupted because my sense has come up with, I've had such an, an unusual, sleeping pattern and schedule the last almost two weeks and then you know so either not being able to fall asleep which i usually can do very easily or it felt like i've been encouraged to stay up later until i'm in that groggy state and then i've had all these epiphanies come in and i just slam down you know my head against the pillow and have the craziest wildest dreams even more than usual and then as i'm waking up you know sleeping in later than usual also then I'm waking up and I'm in that in-between state and I have had such profound epiphanies. And then those things continue all throughout the day 
and I have felt and noticed that in all the, the varied sleep patterns that I'm having, all this amazing energy is coming in and I've noticed I haven't been resisting or beating myself up over the well, Oh my gosh, I have a schedule I wanted to keep. And I mean, that it was hard, but I'm like, but this is what it is. So I'm following it. I'm going with it. I'm letting it flow. And it's actually really bringing about amazing, like I said, epiphanies and shifts and I'm going with it. And I want to turn this to you, Lisa, for a second, because I heard you say in the last couple of days how much the goddess divine feminine energy is all about flow. And I think that's a thing that's coming in. Let me know your thoughts, Lisa, and everyone else. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on the sleep patterns. I've been like way astral traveling, if that's such a thing. That's not very scientific, but like instead of just like lucid dreams, you know, and you might be out of body, I'm like out, out doing things, out seeing stuff and, you know, slamming into my body in the morning, super groggy, um, up till 2 a.m. when I normally go to sleep. Today I was up at 4.30 in the morning. Like, I, I mean, it's just wild stuff. So I'm with you on the like weird sleep patterns. And yes, the flow, like, that's probably my big epiphany this whole last week was, you know, being able to have boundaries and still be in flow, be in grace. And amazing stuff has come from that. Um, but it hasn't been easy, you know, to like stand your ground and to, to stay focused on something. Like I was protecting something and I was really trying to stay strong in that. But also saying this, like not knowing kind of flow energy of like, you know, we'll see where this goes. I don't know where it's going to go. And um, it ended up producing like an incredible solution that was really there to begin with. <laughs> like, I had this solution already. And so it was a huge lesson in that divine feminine. And um, I could go more into that, but I want to hear from you, Michelle and Cheryl, and what you have to say. Go ahead, Cheryl, if you want. Um, well, yeah, this energy is, um, I always say messing with me. Um, yeah. And my sleep, I don't sleep the best anyway, um, but this has been not sleeping the best in a in a set way, which is interesting. So I've been getting that same thing where I'm falling asleep and getting the weird visitors and the weird epiphanies and the weird in that twilight state. And I'm like, whoa. Like, um, and then the 3 a.m. wake ups, which I'm not one of those that would wake up at 3 a.m. I'm just not. It'll be like 1 a.m. or whatever. No, it's been 3 a.m. And I'm like, okay, guess we're doing 3 a.m. now. <laughs> um, so it's, it's definitely been interesting and for a reason. And um, I find that um, fascinating, too that it's not just me being having a weird body and whatever, um, that it's it's definitely for a reason. Um, but it would be nice if it would hold back on the emotional part, the whole roller coaster. Yeah, less tears would be nice. <laughs> um, well, 
my sleep generally is pretty good normally. I mean, I'm a pretty, I'm a good sleeper. I just kind of, I didn't used to be. And then there have been lots of times in my life as a medium that I've been woken up or kept up at night with people and things. And I kind of had to put a boundary on that because it was affecting my day to day. So generally I sleep pretty well. And, but what I have noticed this week is that I'm, um, it's like I'm tired, but I'm, I don't want to sleep necessarily early or earlier. And then I've been waking up earlier. And today I woke up at 4.11. My eyes just wide awake. Oh, boom. Like, And it wasn't a thing like I, my eyes opened and I thought, what time is it? And maybe I'll go back to sleep. It was my eyes opened and I'm like, oh, I'm up. Let's go see the moon. You know, it was exciting and, and it felt great. But the thing that um, this energy is like really intense for me the last couple of days, today and maybe two days before. But coming before that was this energy of softness, which I think goes along with the divine feminine that Mary and Lisa were talking about. But um, softness for myself in that I just had this realization in the twilight hour, actually, when Saturday morning, that if I'm not more gentle with myself, the healing's never going to come. Like the the truth healing that I want and that I'm seeking, it's just never going to come in the way that I, you know, the fullness of it. And so um, it's interesting because I've been sitting in all that soft energy of being gentle with myself. And then this eclipse and full moon energy feels pretty intense in a lot of ways and can bring up a lot, you know, a, a lot of stuff's been brought up already, <laughs> but I'm trying to just be gentle with myself again, which is different for me. It's a new, you know, it, it's not the typical way that I would have handled things. And so it feels good. I love it. Well, and I think the thing, you know, with our topic of heal yourself first and, and what all three of you guys have brought up is, let's see if I can articulate this. So, I feel like we've all been on these journeys the past week, week especially, and we've had these profound awakenings. And what came through this morning, you know, I woke up and it was like, okay, I'm going to do the moon activation right now. Like, I need to go turn my recorder on and let's go. And one of the things that came through was that this past two weeks has been this illumination of patterns. And the thing that's so incredible about the four of us is I feel like we've really faced some patterns this last week, especially, and have had these profound epiphanies. And it links to this topic of healing yourself first. And it's why we're here today is to talk to all of you guys out there watching and listening. You know, I want to hear from each of you. I want all of us to share, like, you know, Whatever you want to share about your profound epiphany, whether you want to share the epiphany or how you came to the epiphany, but I think there's a lot of, pardon my language, you guys, but fucking courage with the three of you to just face the stuff that's been coming up and just do it and heal it and like not back down and not let go. And, and that ferociousness that's the light warrior you know it's this ferociousness and yet the softness that you're talking about michelle it's like being super strong and 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 really being willing to see it all 
And at the same time, understanding that there's this deep love and self-care and you know gentleness we need to have with ourselves. So that's my my setup for you guys. And hold that your thought for one second because I just want to share. So Michelle is saying she's been having a lot of nightmares lately. And Susan is sharing. Uh, my mom asked me this morning how I was and sent me something on the full moon eclipse. This is something she would not normally do. Sleep has been easier this week, but Peter taught her emotion. So there's some comments and whoever wants to jump in. I want to I share. So the thing I think I've struggled with a lot, um, I have um, physically suffered with chronic illness. Um, I will just say forever. I was, um, on and off sick as a child. And then, you know, as an adult, it turns into whatever. Um, and what has come as of late, um, is that, and that I wish had come when I was a young mom is that I'm not broken, that I'm not, I don't need to be fixed, so to speak. I'm not, um, I'm perfect as I am. I'm not, I may not be like the next person. I may not be like the person on TV. Um, I may not be like the mom next door, but I'm not broken. And um, I spent a lot of time comparing myself to other people because I couldn't do what they were doing and because I always hurt, I'm sorry. Um, accepting who I am, um, as I am, accepting that I can't do what other people do and that that's okay um, is a, was a long, hard road, but it was the biggest thing I could do to love myself and um, to, and the biggest thing for freedom, um, getting there. And um, I just hope that other people can realize that you're not broken and you, you are perfect. It may not feel like it and it may not look like what you think it is, but you are. And you don't need to be fixed. And um, you don't need to look like what somebody else thinks is perfect. Um, nobody needs to come fix you because you are who you are and it's it's beautiful and wonderful. So I just wanted to share that. I'm so glad you did. Yes, gorgeous, Cheryl. Thank you. Very well said. Thanks. And thank you for being here to be brave enough to say that. <laughs> You okay if I interject here? Do it. Um, so, for several months, I have more so than ever in my life really been questioning my ancestral line. I've done a lot of ancestral healing. Um, it's just been a calling that I've had, and my sisters and I have been actively involved in that. But this was different than trying to heal the ancestral things that I could see coming up that were patterns in my family. And But I had this 
question of why, how, why does their lineage matter to me? I don't know anything about them. I have this amnesia. I don't remember, you know, if I were any of those ancestors, I don't have any memory of those lives. So when I look back in the way my life is compared to what I know their lives were, I don't feel like we have much in common. And that has led me down a road of wondering why was it even important for me to come in the line that I did and when I did. And that has just been a continual question and answer from the, you know, the beautiful universal spiritual energies that come in. And that stream has led me to where a part of this beautiful, I'm going to call it a soup right now, that we've been experiencing the last couple of weeks with all these energies, I feel like lifting us and nudging us and kind of shaking us gently and then letting us sleep more. And all of this, I feel like it's just been this hand of God and goddess saying, okay, we're going to stir all this up. We're going to have you be awakened to deeper truths and understandings. And within this, for me, has come such an appreciation. I don't understand all of it yet, but I have an appreciation for this ancestral line that I don't still know exactly how we have anything in common, except that I really recognized that they were living and breathing like I was. They breathe in, they breathe out. And I was a continuation of that breathing in and that breathing out. And my mother was the continuation and she breathed in and breathed out and had me. And here I am continuing this on and on. And we are all doing the very best we can within the lifetimes that we are in. And then this beautiful epiphany that came in for me this morning was, and so many of us here on the planet right now have signed up for this to be the last hurrah, if you will, before moving to into that grand golden age. And with all this, this newness, freshness, and moving that all forward. And are we not then able to help our ancestral line propel into that as well, even if they're not living right here with us at the moment? We have stepped into this place to be able to move in to this golden age that we are being carried into by divinity. And it's a beautiful plan. No, my mind can't wrap around it entirely and in that it's hard for me to articulate the healing aspect that we're talking about what we have in our dna what we have in our own lifetime this time it's all wrapped up into one another again it's this luscious soup and it doesn't feel luscious a lot of the time but when we start looking at the grander picture the lifetime after lifetime after lifetime of ancestors and people and us going through these various states and here we are now and we've made it more on planet earth at this time when all this amazingness is happening we're going into this golden age we're not have to keep going through all these healing processes that we are right now this is like the culmination is what my understanding is and feelings that i'm getting up for through my epiphanies and so the excitement and the gratitude and the, again, it's like, this is our last hurrah, so to speak, as we move into the next phase. 
will be the last thing that we ever do on our journey of eternity, you know, but it's so exciting right now. And the healing, I believe to be, we are, we are supported. Number one, we have divine support. We have goddess mother divine support that wants to support us. And as we call her in to any experience we are having right now, she and her angels and all of the spiritual team we need, they are there. They want to help us. They're here helping us move through this time. So we don't have to do the healing or the questioning or whatever we're moving through on our own. And I think that's the um, sum it up. <laughs> so beautiful. That's gorgeous, Mary. Thank you. Um, I just want to say, as far as my like aha or epiphany, along with that softness that I felt come in at the end of the week, last week, for myself, I also just really, um, and this goes to the healing for everybody, I feel, is that I have, I have to give myself permission like I have to give myself permission to heal whatever it is on whatever levels it is and whatever way it needs to be healed. Things that I might not even realize I have to be open to it and I have to give myself permission. And um, when I did that, I had that epiphany last week at the beginning of towards the beginning of the week. And then it was like on Wednesday, it just whoosh all came in like, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, you've got to do this, and that's it, no questions. The minute that I gave myself permission to really be open to it, and not that I wasn't open to it before, but I feel like this was a different way of being open, like fully open, I don't know how else to explain it, but it was just so clear, like this is what I have to do. And, um, and what I love about it is I thought, well, okay, I've got the plan, but it's gonna take weeks like maybe even a couple months to get through a big portion of this. And literally by that afternoon, it was all scheduled for two weeks. You know, it just all fell into place. And, um, but to me, you know, I don't know. And honestly, like I sat with it because there's some deep shadow work that had to be done with, why was I not giving myself permission to heal? Like what part of me was holding back from that? And I, and I don't think I've, uncovered all of it at all. I think there's still more that's coming, but a few pieces that I uncovered were, you know, about work because I can tend to be a workaholic. I can tend to get completely consumed by my work and work seven days a week, most of the day and have not a lot of downtime, which is not good. And, you know, I don't, I don't have, I didn't used to have a good boundary with my work personal life. It, you know, work kind of took over everything and that, that doesn't feel good. You know, when, when work is most of your life, it, then you can come to resent the work or not, not love it. Like you're like, I want to, like, I know when I'm in joy with my work, like there is nothing better. So um, anyway, I just wanted to share that because I think that, you know, that those pieces of giving permission to yourself, like it's okay, you know, and then it's like, was it a nice excuse in some ways to go, oh, well, I'm not feeling well. 
So I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, there's a piece of that too, that I, that shadow work that I have to acknowledge and not easy, but you know, we are in this time of <laughs> eclipse where that's what it's all about. It feels like, obviously, you know, old stuff coming up, right? That we want to shed light on. So. I love what all, all three of you said something that like touched me and touched something that happened this last <laughs> For me, I mean, I feel like it was <laughs> this week was wild and wooly. I feel like, <laughs> but I'm still smiling about it because it's like, wow, that was a journey. And um, you know, I was thinking everything you guys said triggered something else I wanted to talk about. So now I have no idea what to talk about <laughs> for my own stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I, I think you know the big thing for me. So the word martyr came up a couple months ago for me, because I was actually teaching, a, a, doing a Zoom call. And I was talking about when I did a lot of my shadow work. So you'd say your dark night of the soul or whatever. I did a lot of shadow work back in 2010 and 2010, 11, 9, 10, 11, right in there. And I used these Carolyn Mace archetype cards. And so I, I would pull an archetype and I would do work around it you know, what does this archetype mean to me? And, you know, how does it affect me and what to learn? And there were all these cards, you know, the vampire and the Pope and, you know, the thief and, you know, all these hard things to look at. But one of them that came up was the martyr. And so for some reason, it like came up for me um, a few, well, I guess it's probably been a month ago or so. I don't even know the time, but so it's been on my mind. Like, what's this martyr thing? about and why is this sticking in my head and it was interesting because the interview with andrew bartzis like he we talked about martyrdom and that's probably the biggest shift for me is recognizing that as healers and we all do this as healers i think we're all these codependent healers <laughs> you know we all want to fix everybody we want to help everyone we want to help the planet we want to help everyone and what happens is, is we become martyrs, you know, we take on everything for everyone. And then, you know, what is, where does that leave us? We're all sick and tired. We've all had some kind of chronic illness or breakdown or some kind of thing we've had to deal with, right? And so, you know, I really have been asking myself, like, how does being a martyr really serve me? You know, like, what's that really about? And I think a lot of it, I liked what you said, Michelle, about excuses. Like it was an excuse, like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. Oh, you know, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I started recognizing my language. And, you know, there's a series of things that have occurred in the last couple of weeks. But I think what's so cool is I've come through here to this full moon eclipse. And I was like, oh my God, like I really love what I do every single day. I freaking love it. And I actually don't have to do anything I don't love. I'm not having to make tough choices to stay in a job. I'm not laid off because of the pandemic. I'm not, I'm actually, I'm talking to you ladies. Like that's what I'm doing. And it's so awesome. And something about that, and, and this is like another context for everybody is, you know, and I think it was Julie and I that were talking about it on some show, but the other piece I want to add to this is we tend to create to-do lists to distract ourselves. So there's the, the call to action from spirit that's like, go do this thing. 
And then there's, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And this sounds fun and that sounds cool. And our create and I'm I'm highly creative. I know the three of you are highly creative. So, you know, it's like endless the things we can create. And so these two things together, like for me, the epiphany I've had that I'm still processing also is I can actually cut away those distractions because that isn't really where my passion is. And I don't know anything to anybody. Like I can actually just do these things I really love and support the planet the way I really want to. And you don't have to be a martyr to support the planet and to support Ascension and to, to be a part of that. That's our mission. Like being on mission does not mean you have to be a martyr. So it's been this really cool, profound, like change for me and all these things that you ladies pointed out, you know, giving yourself permission to be yourself, giving yourself permission to take a break honoring your lineage, like all these things you ladies talked about as part of that, as part of us standing in our womanhood as the divine feminine and saying, this stops here. The buck stops with me. All these women and their toxic BS in the past in my lineage, all of them who were in covered wagons, struggling across the trail and dealing with 13 kids and all this BS that everybody was dealing with, like it stops now. Like I'm no longer going to carry this energy and it's so freeing like I, I woke up so liberated today feeling like you know what like what an incredible couple of weeks and that came from like accepting what was being handed to me and I think that that's the trick about healing yourself first is being willing to accept what you get handed even if it sucks <laughs> and, and letting it teach you something you know I'd love to add something here. I'm getting um, a really strong energy coming in from our, our audience. Totally on everything you're saying, Lisa, I appreciate it so much. And there is, you know, we have listeners that might be going, okay, but it might not be so easy for me. It looks like you guys all have your stuff together. <laughs> that hasn't always been the case. <laughs> It's still not always the case. I, I mean, we all we're all in this together. And any one of you that might be thinking that out there, I love you. We all embrace you. We all love you. We are in this together. And I want to add that the divine mother goddess of all that is literally wants to just swoop us up in her arms and be the grace that we need. She wants to be the grace for all of us and you. And if you are that person that's doubting, okay, yeah, but you've all got your stuff together and you're sitting here. It's like, no, we've all done the journey. We're still in the journey. And Cheryl's talking about, you know, the tears that have been coming in so strong. You know what? I didn't tell you, I've had a lot of tears this week. I've had a lot of epiphanies and they have been beautiful and gratefully so that I now am understanding more of what these tears were about. And I'm so grateful for that. And the overriding coming behind those tears has been this realization, not just realization, I've known this off and on, but this absolute assurance and reassurance that the divine goddess mother of all is in her grace to support us and love us no matter where we are on on our path she is here she wants to be an active 
co-creator with what we are going through. She wants to be a co-creator in our healing process. We can ask her, even if we don't hear her voice, not all of us hear or feel as strongly as somebody else might. And she can still get through to us if we will just ask, yes, goddess mother, whatever you want to call her, ask for her grace to come in and make it present to you. And she will make it present. Beautifully said. I have a comment from Hope, which I love so much. It's challenging sometimes to give ourselves permission to reflect and heal, especially when we are used to being the caregiver all the time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can I speak to that for just a moment? Just because I want to bring in what Mary Lydia is talking about with all the lineage, because I think that we can take on that role from our lineage. Like for me, my mom's side is all, the women are all caregivers to a fault, to a martyrdom place, right? And it's not an easy thing to, you know, move from that belief and that role and believing that that's how you have to live. It, you know, it can feel selfish. It can feel greedy, it can, whatever. But, um, you know, it's important. And I think that that's part of what our lineage, why it's important to look at our lineage because we can see the patterns and we can see, you know, it's, the shadow stuff is right there looking at us for us to see and go, is this how I want to live? Or do I want, you know, do I want to choose a different way of feminine, right? Because that's kind of the feminine that the women of the past knew and, um, you know, being the caregivers. And it's, you know, that like Lisa was saying with being a martyr, that's a hard, that's a hard, hard archetype to look at and to be honest about. And, um, but I think once you can look it in the eyes, and not always deflect eye contact with it. You know, once you're willing to look it in the eyes, then it's easier to see all the places in your life that it comes up and where you don't want it, you know, and that you you can make a different choice. You have to give yourself permission with that too. Like, you know, you have to acknowledge it and then give yourself permission. I don't know why everything keeps coming back to giving yourself permission today, but that's what's happening for me, so. <laughs> And I do want to say what Michelle had said. Um, there's all that we have to remember. Um, well, first, I want to say that even if it doesn't seem like it, we all have options and choices. And I am in, um, I have a job that I'm not always very pleased about and I struggle with. And I do have a choice to leave this job. But if I leave this job, how are my bills going to get paid, et cetera, et cetera. So I choose to stay in this job for now. It doesn't seem like much of a choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but if you look at it as if you do have options and you sit back and think, you take back your power that way. So sometimes we're in a situation and you're like, I have no choice. I'm stuck here. 
you do, it just isn't always a better choice to do something else at that time. Just remember you do have your power. You can take it back in that way. And also <clears throat> as women, um, because obviously I can't speak from the male's perspective, but I also wanna say that women now, if a woman wants to, if it is her choice and her dream to have her 13 children, not mine, um, my three were plenty, um, then she, that's her life and she chooses it and more power to her. And if a woman chooses not to have a child and chooses to do whatever, then that's her power and her strength. And um, we need to, as women, support each other and their choices that way and not assume that somebody is stuck in a situation because it doesn't look right to us um, mm -hmm. or that they are stuck because they're married to a man and they have a bunch of children. That may be exactly what they wanted. Um, we live in a society that tends to be too judgy judgy on women, but we also need to allow women to have the power to choose and to see a different choice and a way to um, to leave if they're in a bad situation or it, whether it's their marriage, their family, their job, their whatever. Um, and have the power and strength to say, I have options. I have a choice. I have my power. And it's going to be hard because it's not, I know from experience, it is not easy to make the choice to leave what you know, even if it's bad, and go on and leave everything you know. Um, but we need to empower women and each other to do that. Um, there is, that is part of being healthy, is knowing what's right for you in spite of what other people may think or say, or the looks you may get, or the rumors, or the side eye, and the, you know, the fact that your marriage broke up because you read tarot. <laughs> Um, I, I said, no, it's probably because he's an alcoholic. That's a true story. Um, this true story. Anyway, I've been there. Um, but no matter what, don't judge a woman's choice to stay or go or where she's at. Just give them the power to know that they can have their own power and that there are options and choices. It just may not be better than where they're at. So, yes. Yeah. Well, and I love this. Deb says, seeing your options is powerful. Wow. I never thought of it like that. And, <clears throat> you know, what you're saying is so powerful, both this idea of giving permission and also having choice and, and accepting people where they're at. And there was a real tough conversation that His Holiness had at a teaching about accepting people where they are and having compassion and also not condoning their behavior. Yeah. And it's this very funny dance we do. And there's a lot of 
BS out there telling people what to do and not to do with their bodies, what's going to help you ascend and what's not, what to believe or not to believe, you know, are you awake? No, you're asleep. There's a lot of judgment around that. And so what you're bringing up is super powerful because I think it's up to all of us to just accept people where they are and it's okay if they're not where you're at. And if they're not where you're at, you don't have to, you know, be their best buddy or anything. So I think it's recognizing like going all the way full circle to what Mary was saying about the ancestry piece. It's like finding your tribe, finding your tribe and your tribe, you know, that, and that's what's so beautiful about the three of you ladies. And what I love so much about, you know, being here today is we're all in this together. Just like, I think Mary, you're the one who said that, like, we're all in this together and we accept each other for where we're at and we support each other. And we're also willing to take responsibility for our, our work as individuals. And, and that's the like magic potion. That's the magic mixture, you know, is really accepting and loving people where they are. It's, it's what I really want to have in this community. And what is so important to me with Bruce Biohacker too is, you know, I want us, I don't like all this judgment. Yeah. I don't, I, I was there pulling cards every single day. It, just because I don't do it now doesn't mean that you shouldn't. You know, we, we all are in this journey together and, and we're all in different places. And that's the beauty of like the crone energy as you move from the mother to the crone and even from the maiden to the mother. I mean, part of shifting into these different times of our life is that we can look to those who are in that space ahead of us and say, help, you know, help guide us. We don't want to look to those people to be judged. And so knowing that, and, and knowing that we have the options too is so powerful. I mean, the permission and the options, like it's the goddess, like it's limitless. It's infinite. That's a Jatakasa, infinite boundless space. It's, it's, it's endless. There's, there's no end to what you can create because you're the co-creator with, with God, like forget earth even. And, and that's, that's what this is all about. And I think we're headed into a heavy few weeks, man. I, I, <clears throat> and, and in the linear. And I think it's kind of okay because we're finding our tribe. And, and it's kind of just being in flow and letting things flow and, and seeing things differently and creating options, you know, creating choices, giving yourself permission, like Michelle is saying. I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with all that, but I just I, I would love to continue on with everything that's been said. I feel like there's this really nice, nice thread running through. And what I feel should really be brought up is the autonomy piece, because everything being talked about, the permission that we give ourselves, we are allowed to give ourselves permission. We are allowed to look at the choices and know that we do have options and we get to choose whatever we feel is the best for us at that time. We have this tribe to support us. And I want to bring up the autonomy piece, sovereignty, autonomy. Mm -hmm. um, we are autonomous beings and often so often well i think this is why we need to go through a healing process when we are talking about healing 
I think one of the first most important pieces is to bring back and sit in our sovereignty and our autonomy. Um, I'm using both words depending on whichever strikes you the most, but I really you know, want to get across the point of we are autonomous beings and we influence each other and there is a flow and it goes back to, we don't want to be the martyr. We can still be in our autonomous spot, our own uniqueness, yet while still loving fully, that doesn't have to stop what we do. And then when we're healing, what happens is we often have given so much of ourselves away that we have lost our autonomy. And that's when the cracks come in and that's when the, the illness happens or the emotional um, crevices get bigger and bigger and bigger and then they turn into physical ailments. And so bringing it back to our own autonomy, recognizing that it starts in here and all the divinity is inside of us to begin with, bringing it back to ourselves and then recognizing outside of ourselves what's there. Often I feel like what happens in, what brings us to an unhealthy place is that those lines have been blurred so much that we don't know where we begin and where we end. And you know, and just as I say that, I'm remembering this thing that I wrote about my ancestral line. Where do we even begin and where do we even end? It's a similar thing. We don't know that we can stand in our own autonomy and then go from there. And within our own autonomy, divinity is already inside of it. So we don't need to look outward for that. So we've got all we need here. And externally, we have this tribe that we love each other, we support each other, but we don't have to be the other people. We just get to co-create this together from our autonomous space. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And you need and to allow others to be sovereign and autonomous because if you don't allow them to, then you're taking on their responsibilities and stuff, which can also burden you and make you sick too. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Very well said. And at the end of the day, our healing is our responsibility, or I should mm -hmm. say our healing or not healing is our responsibility. And I'm talking healing on a physical, emotional, mental, spiritual level, whether or not we heal is our responsibility. And, and I think that we, just like Cheryl was saying, you know, we don't feel like we have a choice. Um, we give our power away. And nowadays it's kind of a challenge. I mean, I'm very intuitive. I typically know what's right for me and what's not right for me immediately. And through this healing process, it's been a little confusing at times because there's so much information, so many opinions. Everybody wants to give advice. And so you're, and, and some of them contradict each other. You know what I mean? And so but you have to clear that clutter. Rather, I don't care what kind of healing it is, you have to clear the clutter of your own belief system, belief systems from other people, advice, and get to the heart of you and what's right for you as the sovereign being, as the autonomous being that Mary's talking about. So, you know, and that's not an easy thing to do sometimes, to clear that clutter and just get to your own voice, your own inner voice, but that's the only way we heal, truly. 
Yeah. Here, here. I feel like Mary, we need to talk about this responsibility word. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. yeah let's do it. Lisa was talking about the, it's Andrew Bartzis, right? That mm -hmm. um, I was watching the replay the other day and I said, Lisa, I need to talk to you because you said this thing and I don't know it. I, somebody coined this phrase, but it's response ability, like A-B-I-L-I-T-Y. And somehow just hearing it that way, I mean, I'm actually, I love words and I recognize how strong and powerful words are and why we should be careful about the words we choose. I had not thought, thought about that particular word responsibility in this light before, that it is our ability to respond. It's really what this word means, as opposed to all the weight we got to carry and all the decisions we need to make. There's, there's one way to look at it. Or we can soften it up and go, well, how is my ability to respond? And I suddenly went, I'm really good at that. I can do that. I know where my strengths are that I can respond in a really positive way to this thing. And it suddenly shifted. And it was like, it was a huge shift to me. I'm like, oh my word, so many things that have been heavy feeling for me. I suddenly have this new perspective. Oh, I can handle that. I have the ability to shift that and to, to do that, to take that on. And yeah, okay, I got this now. And it was that simple. So there you go, Lisa. Thank you. So cool. I, I hope you have more to add to that. <laughs> oh my God. Well, no, I mean, that's it. It's it's one of my favorite teachings and, and I'm excited to know we're gonna work with that a lot more. And it links directly to this idea of giving permission and choosing and the ability to respond. Like and all of it comes back to the same thing, which is so powerful, which is we create our life like period the end right like i mean that's yeah. really really what we're all saying here is <clears throat> if we've if you have forgotten that you're in charge it's time for you to be reminded that's the whole point i think of this hour i feel like i feel like <laughs> everything we keep saying is like no really you're in charge and <clears throat> you can choose a different path and you don't have to take it like and and that's the thing is like we think, oh, I have to take it. I have to do this. You know, I have to, especially healers and moms and wives and sisters and friends and all these things. It's like, oh, I have to take it. If it's a heavy burden, you don't have to carry it. And I think it's really looking at why am I carrying it? I love this, Katie. Love Katie so much. She's such a beautiful writer. Thank you. Responsibility. Yes. Um. But I think, I think, you know, for a year, we've talked about shadow work, we've talked about co-creation, we've done readings, we've done all these things, right? Sound healing, we've done all sorts of stuff. And I'm starting to integrate all of that. And what I'm understanding today in this like very present moment <laughs> is forget the term shadow work. Like, let's just throw it out. When we have heaviness, burden, constriction, friction, conflict, grief, anger, whatever the destructive emotion, that's how they define it in Buddhism. It's a destructive emotion. When you have a destructive emotion, you don't actually have to have it, but you do have to ask it what it's inviting you to see. And it's that easy. It's like, why is this conflict happening? What is my ability to respond to the conflict? 
what are my choices coming from Cheryl, right? Like this is everything we've been talking about and how do I, you know, step into this and take my power back because this wow. programming, if we don't have power, like out the window, like that is out the window today. Like we actually are very powerful. And, and, you know, this leads me on like a whole separate tangent, but I'm, I am going to say it on the live, which is there's a whole phrasing out there. Of we've already won. It's coming from a lot of different communities, not just one narrative. It's coming from a lot. We've already won. And it's really been bothering me. And so I'm bringing it up right now because of this whole responsibility thing and choosing and giving permission and co-creation is, first off, I don't agree with that. I, I think that there is an inevitability that we will ascend. So that absolutely, it's inevitable, right? But we are co-creating our future right now in this moment. And if you already won, that's the same thing as give me the quick fix, give me the pill, give me the thing that's gonna heal me right now. I want it now, it's all gonna happen now. And I'm just, this ascension cycle is not 20, 2020 was the awakening. Try zero to 4,020 is the awakening. And so I just wanna remind everybody like, you are very powerful and remember that because what you co-create today is what happens tomorrow. And who are you partnering with? And what are you creating with them? Because if you're creating co conflict, constriction, grief, sadness, anger, you need to look at that. You're being asked to see it and that's the work. That's the actual work. Like, Forget shadow work. It's actually just being responsible to your own part in the BS soup that is the planet. Agreed. Amen. Yeah. Full of swear words today. Look out. <laughs> I'm curious to know if there are any more comments at all that people have some ideas too. Oh my gosh, there's so many. So um, Claire, yes, so much this, we don't stop. We continue to co-create the lives and the world we want. Katie says, beautiful. Um, let's see, Deb said, Mary, thank you. Tracy, such great food for thought. Um, let's see, she also said, thank you, Cheryl, for speaking to that same part of me. It provides support and unity for our divineness. PJ, I love your tacos. I don't know who you are, but you literally always have tacos. <laughs> it's just so great. And then we also have, Claire says, we don't stop evolving ever. So yay, I'm so glad you guys, the audience, you guys are all motivated out there. And um, Time just flies in Buddhist bio. <laughs> it's already been an hour. I'm like, man, it flies. We were going to do some readings, but I think we'll probably maybe come back and, and do them another day if the three of you are willing. Let's do it. Um, maybe we'll do that sooner than later while we're in this eclipse portal. Um, I'm going to look. If any of you guys want to jump in and share anything, I really want to share. I pulled this cat card about the portal keeper. And it came up today again for me. So I'm going to look for the meaning while you guys, I just want to share from it. If any of you There's guys- There's a portal keeper? Yeah. What's a portal keeper? 
Can I tell you something really bizarre that happened to me? I mean, it's not bizarre. This is like a normal sort of thing to happen to me. Like daily, I've got, you know, very interesting things that happen, but I'm on my walk yesterday and I've been using my camera on my phone. I've been switching back and forth between my camera on my phone and my insight timer. I was playing music and then I'd go to my camera and I was taking pictures of all the beautiful flowers in the garden. And I'd put my phone back down in my, my pocket. When I get home and I look at it, I had somehow pocket dialed my son. I don't know how, because I told you, I was going between the camera and my insight timer app. And there was this pocket dial that had come for me to my son that said, and it had the, it had an emoji of, you know, one of the girls with the queen, the, the crowns on. I've never used that emoji. Or at least I haven't for months. If I've ever used it, it's not my usual. You know? Yeah. So it like me. It had my short. It had short hair with a crown on it. And by the way, I had been communing with the divine goddess energy. I'm you know just having conversation and everything. So here's this emoji with a crown on it. And I'm a musician. And that the next letters were capitalized C D. And I'm like. Okay. And then it said doctor, like the abbreviation for doctor, D, capital D, and then R, and then a period. I'm like, how did that come for me? <laughs> this is completely random, but I'm throwing this out there. But I said, okay, talk about something. I'm like, well, here, I'll do something really far out. And I'm like, how did I text my son that? And that is the kind of thing that happens when it happens. I'm like, certainly there's meaning in it. And I'm not going to quit until I figure out what that really means to me. I'm like, so I've got this goddess energy showing me CD doctor. I'm like, is that a CD drive? Or is that actually CD doctor? Do I need to doctor up my music? Do I need to doctor up how I do my CDs? I'm like, who knows? But I got the goddess energy in there. And there's a very clear message. I have no idea. I mean very clearly typed message. <laughs> wow. Well, the crown, don't you have to, the crown is all about sovereignty. You're right. You're right. So, you know, there's got to be wow. something there. I don't know what the rest of it is. I, but. I don't either, but I agree. I I'm going to, I'm on a mission to figure out what that was all about. I'll report back when I figure yeah. out. Yeah, well, I'll do. see if I get anything. So this is the portal peeper, which I totally think is cauldron. The so cauldron. Isn't that so <laughs> cauldron? I mean, it reminds me of the cat that Claire made to resemble cauldron. Yes, yes. Yeah. Our cauldron yeah. mascot, a.k.a. Yes. You do voodoo, Claire. Find yes, you do voodoo. Just love and magic. <laughs> so I just this is a really long card. So I shared some of it yesterday because, or the other day when I I pulled this on some show, I don't really remember anymore. <laughs> anyway, so I just said, hey, what what should I read? And this is the paragraph that came up. So this is our closing thing. Two people in an identical environment can have different experiences. One may thrive and enjoy the opportunities of the moment. The other may only see the negatives in the situation. Here, one or both parties may be traversing realities on a micro level. These micro realms may look very similar, but the way we feel, the reflections we see in others, and the way circumstances unfold are aligned with our vibration. 
So it's great to be conscious of our energy and the ways we can optimize our experience of life. Like attracts like. It is important to keep this in mind if you are considering traversing deeper realms as it is an endless rabbit hole. Set your energy field to the highest good and ensure your intention is primed for the places you wish to journey to. Wow. Hold on, we're in for a ride. <laughs> and so good, I mean. It's gonna so be fun. Good. I yeah. that. I want you to know that was that was really good for me to hear. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you needed to hear it too. I mean, yeah. it is that reality, and it, and and who are we traversing these realities with? You know, and making that choice, and those aren't always easy choices. Yeah, especially no. if it's family or friends or whatever. I mean, it's just not easy, but you have to keep going. But you can't oh. let whoever it is take your sovereignty right. and your autonomy right. yeah. and your power yeah. yes or your joy yes yep. yeah. yeah agreed yeah. i love you ladies so much thank and everybody who's been watching just amazing and we'll be back soon i think we'll do this really soon we'll coordinate it so um thank you ladies thank you everyone yeah thank you everybody for watching Bye. and watching the replay <laughs>